0: Backpacks are pretty amazing inventions. I'm not sure who first came up with this idea, carrying things on your back, but it's certainly better than having to carry heavy loads in your arms or even on your head. I certainly carried a backpack to school as a child, but didn't really appreciate its full glory until we had our first baby. Someone kindly gave us one of those backpacks that sort of has the big belt that sits on your hip and all the weight is then carried sort of proportionally. And the best part about it is it gave me back my arms. No longer was I trying to lug a toddler around on one hip or on the other as I had one arm trying to do things. And the best part of all was that he would fall asleep in the backpack. So I could carefully take it off and place it down and he would still be asleep it was a huge win for all of us years later i heard a therapist friend describe what we carry around with us as a backpack our worries regrets angers fears are like bricks that we have in our backpack and each morning we pick up this backpack and put it on once again to go through our day. That image of a backpack full of bricks still is daunting to me and feels very relevant today on Ash Wednesday. Because when I began to think about those bricks, I can immediately feel the weight on my knees, on my back. I think that is why we gather here for Ash Wednesday, beginning this journey into Lent together. Our gospel reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew, and it's taken from the midst of what is often referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. It's fairly early in Jesus's ministry, and it's a series of teachings that he's sharing with a large group of people that have begun to show up. And I mean that in a literal sense. They physically are showing up and they're following him as he travels from village to village. And this group is getting larger and larger. And so at some point, he decides to settle down and he's going to do some teaching. This Sermon on the Mount is sort of a series of teachings, actually. It starts with what we often call the Beatitudes, a list of blessings. Blessed are the peacemakers. And then it goes on to do some teaching about how to interpret the law, including the Ten Commandments, the rules about murder and marriage and communal living. And then Jesus begins to teach about how to practice and live out our faith. And that's the reading that we get for today about how to carry our faith humbly and how to be in relationship with God. But actually, there's a chunk taken out of the reading for today. We read verses 1 through 6, and then from 10 on. So I actually want to talk about what was left out. you going to have to forgive me, but that's the part I want to talk about. So verse 9 starts this way. Jesus instructs this crowd in front of him. He says, pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins and forgive those who we sin against. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from evil. Jesus then goes on to teach and says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Prayers and troubles carrying our worries, those are those bricks in that backpack. And what do we do with those bricks? That's what Jesus is telling us. We need to pray. He even gives us the words to start with if we need a starting point. But Jesus is not expecting us to do this alone. And we're not expected to even show others how to do it. That's sort of what he's talking about in this gospel. We don't need to instruct people how to fast or to give alms and things like that. Jesus tells us that he knows of our worries and our troubles, and he has a way to help us lighten those bricks that we're carrying. And that is through prayer, through our relationship with God, through coming back into relationship again and again and again as we seem to drift away and wander away from God. The church chooses this reading for Ash Wednesday. But it's not done in sequential order. So normally, we read on Sunday mornings a three-year cycle of gospel readings from all four gospels, roughly making our way through all four gospels within a three-year cycle. The reading we have for today is always the reading for Ash Wednesday. Every year, we have the same reading, no matter where we are in that cycle. And we don't do this very other times of year. Ash Wednesday is one of the few times. So why? Why this reading? Ash Wednesday is the beginning of the season of Lent. And the church gives us this season to spend some time. Some time to take stock where we are. Some time to examine some of those important questions that we often don't have time or don't really want to think about. Lent is the time to examine the bricks and ask, why are we carrying them? And perhaps to challenge us to ask, which bricks can be taken out, left by the side of the road to die, and see what might come in resurrection? The Episcopal Church does an interesting thing as well they issue an invitation. In a few minutes in the liturgy, Reverend Liz will invite us. Specifically, she will say, I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church to the observance of a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial and by reading and meditating on God's holy word. So what is a holy Lent? I think it can be different for everyone. Right now in your life at this moment, you may find your way into Lent through fasting and self-denial. Someone else might find it through reading or meditating but let me offer you one possible way to enter. Close your eyes for a moment and picture yourself in a quiet, peaceful place, somewhere beautiful in God's creation that you feel safe. Take a deep breath and feel some of that tension release from your body. Feel the sun on your back and the warm ground under your feet. Sit down and look around for a moment and give God thanks for these beautiful places. And then slowly look to your right and you will see that backpack. I'm not sure what yours looks like. Mine is a rough, old leather one. It's been around the bend a few times. Take another deep breath and open the top of that backpack. There are probably several bricks in there. They feel rough and they're cold and they are heavy. Only you know what those bricks represent. But for this Lent, just take one out. Whichever one feels most accessible to you at this point in your life. And leave it in prayer. Leave it in this place and walk away. Leave it to God. Let it die and wait for what will be resurrected. That is what Jesus is telling us in this gospel. It's not about how we're seen out there in the world, but rather how we are in relationship with God. We're not expected to know the answers, often, not even the questions. But we're called to be with God, in prayer, to bring God those bricks in that backpack. These might be those things we never want anyone else to see or to know about us. But God knows, and God loves us through it all. So this year, I invite you into a Holy Lent one with possibilities for lightening your backpack. Come, come before your God and ask for guidance and help that only God can give you. Amen.